Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My very special guest this week is a gentleman by the name of Justin Cunningham, creator and founder of the Shift Your Results Coaching and Accelerated Results Program in Auckland, New Zealand. Justin founded Justin Cunningham online in 2008, a coaching and training business focused on developing mission-driven owner-operators and their teams to master their beliefs, transformative business activity, and sales effectiveness. Justin began his own sales career in New Zealand in the retail sector as a manager at the tender age of 17 years old. From there, he went on to open and manage locations nationally and internationally as a manager and group general manager. Stilted by limited opportunities, Justin then set out on his own and successfully launched international clothing labels and cultural events. From there, he became immersed and drawn to the personal development and online business space. This led Justin to becoming a team and management sales trainer with global leaders such as Coca-Cola, Mercedes-Benz, Freedom Furniture, and Austrio Strong, and many others just like them. Next, Justin contracted with SalesStar, the leading sales process company in the Southern Hemisphere, as a CMO working with billion-dollar multinationals and immediately noticed that online sales funnels, sales process, and belief alignment was a critical element not being addressed in the SMB or C-level markets. So in 2013, Justin created Shift Your Results to address this gap in the market. Today, Justin works primarily online with growth stage businesses in the U.S., looking to find simple ways to optimize their key metrics, or as he puts it, I help frustrated rock stars go big, go big or go home. Uh, This week's uh, uh, session is on the power of belief and success mythology and how they both impact your results. Justin, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you very much for that amazing intro, Ian. I really appreciate that. It's uh, fabulous to be here. And, so, and thanks for taking the time. I know you're on the other side of the planet as I am right now. And it's, you're almost a day ahead. And I know you're very busy given your bio. Uh, so thanks on behalf of our listeners for, for taking the time and sharing some drops of wisdom with us uh, today, sir. I, I greatly appreciate it. My I'm absolute pleasure. Always fascinated how people get started, right? It, it's always you know, the garage story back in the Apple days, or everyone's got their story. Justin, please tell our listeners why you created Shift Your Results. What what was that, you know, brain moment that made you go, aha, I got to do this? Well, it's interesting. When I first started out, I 
wanted to become uh, in the late 2000s after spending many years managing businesses as you you said i decided that i really had a natural gift I, I had been a mentor for the new zealand music industry commission i had taught kids how to skateboard how to rap how to do all sorts of things from my crazy gen x background and and i realized that i really had a gift at this in fact one very uh, high-end sort of music star in new zealand said you know you're like the tony robbins of this stuff and uh, as it turned out i was going into this new space uh learning about nlp and behavior and i'd already been managing businesses and i was fascinated by how people create results i'd been a top five skateboarder i'd been an international musician i'd played around the world and I was always interested in how you can hack results. How can I do it faster and better? And I came from a big family. And so I had four brothers to compete with. And so whatever advantage I could get, I was going to take. And so that attitude took me into the space of realizing that I had this kind of this design skill, this teaching skill and the ability to synthesize. And also I found it very easy to work with people in terms of behavioral change which leads to measurable results. All of that stuff came together and I realized there was a theme to my life and it was this word called shift. And so that's how Shift Your Results began. And since then I've gone on, taken it from New Zealand to four or five different countries and, uh, and having a great time doing it. That's fantastic. What a, what a fabulous story and what a diverse background from music to skateboarding and then finding your passion in the midst of it all around behavioral change. And that is, that is certainly, uh, that's something, it's the gift that keeps on giving because you can't unlearn something. Once something like behavior is working for you, getting you the results you're talking about, why would you try anything else? So that's wonderful to, to, to hear, Justin. Thanks for that. Hey, is there something that Shift does that makes it different than other sales growth methods or methodologies? What makes it unique? Yeah, that's a very, very good question because this is something I looked long and hard at. And one of the things that I actually contest is the idea that you will learn more and you'll earn more. And what I discovered was that's not true. In fact, the statistics don't support that. Uh, you know, in terms of online development courses, they only have a 6% success rate, which equates to a 94% fail rate. Uh, the Ebbinghaus curve says that 90% of what you learn, you'll forget in 30 days unless it's applied. So the idea of getting all these educations and certificates is somehow going to get you across the line is also not really accurate. I read a lot about the Pareto's law and found out it's more like 95.5. So 95% of what we're doing is actually not delivering. And so that is essentially why I created it, because what I realized was a lot of us are trying to solve the wrong problem where we believe in mythology that it's not proven to produce. We are transaction driven, not transformation driven. And, and as a result, a lot of us are struggling, suffering and overwhelmed by this idea that if I work harder, I'll get more results. When, you know, 90% of the population of the planet Earth works very hard and don't have results. So that's, again, another one of these ideas that really doesn't ring true when you measure it out. And so my system essentially came to the to three 
tenets, which is that beliefs form behaviours and behaviours form results because how-to information is everywhere. Like, honestly, the world doesn't need another sales trainer. You know, there's a million of them out there, <laughs> you know. But what you've got to ask yourself is that if you know how to succeed or how to make a million dollars or a $100 million and you've read the books and you've studied all this stuff, why hasn't it happened? And so the belief must go hand in hand with the transformative activity. And as anyone that's been in business long enough knows, we've all heard the tenant, you've got to, you know, work on your business, not in your business. But that is just such an easy thing to say. But if your belief is that I have to work harder to get more, you'll do more in your business and you'll never escape. And so this really goes up against people's conditioning. And when you can actually help them kind of go, well, look, I don't want to argue with you. I just want to show you a different way of doing it. Give it a go and see what happens. And then, bang, change happens and they go, wow, so there is another way. And that is the core tenant of Shift Your Results. Love how you how you, you put that together. And most people start with, here's the course, your, your two-day dip in the holy training water. I hope the binder works for you. Good luck with that where it, it begins what you're saying, uh, Justin, it begins way before them. It starts with beliefs, then behavior, then you can get those sustainable results. So that transformation of process uh, is paramount to, to what you're talking about. I love some of the words you use. Like earlier, uh, you talked about success mythology. I love the term success mythology. Can you explain to the listeners what you really mean by this? Well, again, we're brought up with these ideas that there are certain things you have to do and be in order to be successful. So the first one is, for example, one that I got as a creative out there type of, you know, kid who challenged the status quo was always like, you know, when are you going to be serious? Now, what's interesting about that is, is that we've all worked with really serious people. And can we honestly say we enjoyed working with them? No. Do you want to hang around with them? No. Are our sales relationships based on the idea of rapport and connections? Yes. So again, these ideas don't really work. They come from, a, from an earlier generation that we have learned that from our parents and our parents' parents, and it gets passed down. And now that we have so many tools and resources and we're a global marketplace, not a local marketplace, and we're not based off the core tenants of farming, you know, this is more about you know, how do I stand out now? Um, that what, what has to happen is that your authentic uniqueness must come to the fore. And the old idea was, is that if I just have the right attitude, I'm going to get the right results. And the reality is, is that there are a lot of very outdated tactics and very outdated um, ideas about success. So another one, again, is work hard. Learn more, earn more. You know, if you work harder, you'll get more. I spent years doing that and suffering and going, well, I'm working every hour I'm given and I'm still not ahead. I'm still not catching these guys that say, it's just easy. Just do this and you'll make these results overnight. And what I discovered was is that you have to find what your unique gift and skill set is and double down to go back to the 80-20 rule. And then understand how your skill set can transform somebody else's reality. So, for example, when I say frustrated rock stars go big, a lot of introverts will go, well, that's not me. 
I go, well, you understand that most billionaires are introverts. And, and also that, you know, you can be a rock star in the accounting space and you might have the, the clothes taste of a, of a vanilla ice cream, but that doesn't matter. You can still be a rock star in your space. And if I'm not a numbers person and I come to you, you're my savior. <laughs> Just like people that come to me that don't have, you know, the ability to synthesize their message or their offer in such a way that it's emotionally powerful, see me as, you know, some sort of godsend because I can do it so easily, but I was born with that. And that does take a lot of trust. And, and that's kind of the antidote to the idea of sales mythology, these ideas that these things happen. So I, I did research, I found the numbers out, you know, 8% of people are actually succeeding with setting goals. University of Scranford in America, you know, again, the Ebbinghaus curve, 90% you'll forget, and just went on and on and on. And I went, wow, this is an epidemic. So my thing is about you don't have to learn more to earn more, but what you do need to do is find the most transformative activity, double down and optimize, and then you can have the freedom, you can have the payoff, and you can actually enjoy yourself more because fun is flow. Love what you said. Fun is flow and enjoy yourself. It, a lot of people in sales, it's they're on a treadmill. And it's work, like what you just said, Justin. It's work hard, you know, learn more, make more, run harder, keep going. You know, you can do it, get up the hill. And it, that's no fun. And if we're enjoying what we do, if it's truly our passion and our purpose, we will love what we do and we'll be good at it. Authentic uniqueness. Uh, listeners, write that one down. Find out what is your authentic uniqueness and double down on that is just insane. So you, you've transformed many organizations and people, Justin. If you could share something with our listeners here, what have you found that creates the most transformative shift in business results, get this, in the quickest amount of time? Well, often it's adding one more question. I can give three different examples of this. So I used to work with a large format furniture retailer and I was dealing with teams up and down New Zealand and Australia. And to be honest, they didn't really have a very proactive sales attitude. And I wanted to increase the items per sale on their invoices. So I got them to ask one more question. Was, was there anything else that you were looking for after, but before they had finished the transaction? Now, that increased their items per sale from three to four. So that's a 25% increase just from one question. And you go, can it be that simple? The answer is yes. I worked with a design company and they said, well, we, everybody wants the work yesterday. And I'm like, okay, so why don't you charge for rapid service? And her belief was everybody in our industry is dealing with this. Therefore, I can't do, I can't charge for that because it's normal. I said, well, look, they're not holding a gun to your head. If it's urgent for them, if they highly value speed, then you need to value it as well. So she created this great rate card and it had uh, three different types of uh, speedy service. One was God speed, light <laughs> speed and warp speed. And this increased her average sale by 37% and generated an extra 100 grand and enabled her, as we said before, to step out from her own business, 
replace herself so that she could keep developing the business. Um, and then the, another very recent example is working with a friend of mine, uh, Phil Pelusha, who's a, a media guy in the UK, and he's got a great business, but he, he kind of discovered that he was really the bottleneck because he was a thought leader out the front doing all this good work. But when it came to sales calls and this sort of thing, he, he realized that there was a little bit of a problem with that. So he was trying to figure out a better way of getting greater yield and also how to escape. Now, of course, if you have greater yield, i.e. more profit, then you have flexibility to remove yourself and replace yourself. So the first thing you must always do is go, how do I increase my profit before you think about anything else? So I gave him one technique, again, one more question to ask. Um, well, actually, it was two questions, which is, you know, what is the current pain? How long has it been going on for? I multiply those two things. And it comes to a very juicy number that people really find uncomfortable. <laughs> and that leads people to a very easy close. Now, I've made that sound very simple and very easy. There's a little bit more to it than that. But long story short, it generated six figures in the space of two months for him. So that's the sort of stuff that I do. And people actually kind of struggle with it. It's almost like we've been conditioned to believe if I work on my business and I try to create some change, it should take a long time. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> it's just, it just, that's not true. Again, another myth. It's got nothing to do with time. It's got to do with being, and, and all, all salespeople know this, the quality of your questions determine the quality of your outcomes. But you must always remember that people buy emotionally and defend it logically. So your ability to understand someone deeply on an emotional level, not a superficial level, will give you the ability to solution sell and make a sale versus sell something and take a sale. And you'll find that your sale size is less, your relationship is shallow, and ultimately, they'll probably be buying off you on price, which is, of course, not what you want to do. So that is a, those are three examples of how it's, it's – and a lot of these things are right in front of your face. Like, you, you can't see the forest for the trees. Like, it's the way you've been doing it since Jesus was a boy, and you're going, well, how do I – you just can't see it because you're habitually doing your business. And, and that's the sort of stuff that I step into when I go, well, you've got a bit of a performance black hole here. And I go, let me help you fill that. And then watch what happens when you do it. It's brilliant. That, that objective third party, that consultant that you, you know, the pros from Dover kind of thing, when someone can see it better, when they're not immersed in the trees and living in the forest with everyone else there. I love what you said about pain amplification. That, that is such a beautiful way to actually do a cost-benefit uh, mini-survey that what's the pain cost? How long is it going on? All right, the cost of this pain is X. The solution's Y. When would you like to get your answer Z at the bottom, the, the return on investment? So I, the other three R's, and you're right, the shallow relationships that a lot of salespeople have, um, you're not going to get the three sweet R's that way. I call it repeat, reference, and referrals. If mm -hmm. your relationship is shallow, you're, you're, you're a transaction. You might be an order taker. They might buy from you once, but that will not be a customer for life, for, for sure. Love what you said, Justin. Absolutely. So I think a little bit practically how, you know, lots of business owners listen to, to the podcast. 
How do you help business owners learn the shift your results system? What's your secret sauce with that? It's interesting. I have I really have three tiers to what I do. So I, I do come across a lot of people that are kind of aspirational and I have like a, you know, a foundation type products, but it's mostly digital. But the majority of the work I'm doing, uh, I work as uh, coaching programs. And so I have resources and tools and I also do, um, you know, group trainings and some one-on-one support as well. And I surround them with people that are in the same industry in the same space. I'm very, very specific about how I segment and qualify the people that I work with so that the ecology that I'm setting up naturally fits. Because what happens is, is that often, you know, a lot of us have been in either coaching or a mastermind or something to that effect. When you're surrounded by people going through the same journey, you can hear a problem in a different way and suddenly get a, a you know, light bulb moment that can change your life. Um, you know, like, for example, just to give you an example, like even a book I, I read, you know, in the last couple of years that really opened me up. It was actually about future trends by a gentleman called Daniel Burris. And the book's called Flash Foresight, amazing book on how to navigate future trends with technology. And he said the problem that he comes across with the biggest businesses in the world is that they're often trying to solve the wrong problem. This is something that I think is really missing in a lot of businesses. We're all driving towards numbers instead of going, well, what would the numbers give us? So, for example, you know, I noticed this with management. When you try and incentivize teams and you say, well, I'm going to give you $200 bonus, you don't know that that person's driven by money. Whereas if you said, well, hey, I'm going to give you a night in a hotel and a breakfast and a massage, they might be like, oh, well, that's what I'm talking about. And we don't actually tune in to the fact that businesses are just a collection of relationships. And for us to understand what turns people on and drives them is really our key goal as leaders. And there's so many assumptions made. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Ricardo Simler from Simco, who wrote The Maverick and The Seven Day Weekend. And he basically took away hierarchy and created a, an ethos. And now Harvard, Harvard and Stanford sent all their management graduates to, to him in Brazil. And he took away all the structure and he said, well, what does everybody want to achieve? Okay, well, you're, you're in charge of that. You can take holidays when you want. You can do what you want, but you're accountable to everybody. So instead of this, like, I'm the boss and you're the student, you know, you're the employee or I'm the headmaster and you're the student, he basically said, take responsibility for your adult life, design it how you want, and if you want more, invest more and show up. And this led to them having, you know, crazy amounts of growth. So that sort of attitude is the attitude that I I like and I see the world really changing. I mean, we've only got to look at the, you know, the great resignation, how people are now literally telling their businesses, you have to change the way you treat me or I'm never coming back. And this comes down to formulating deeper relationships, having greater understanding and giving up these archaic notions that somebody of a certain gender, a certain age, a certain education is better than other people. Like those are frameworks, but they're not absolutes. Um, and and so, you know, it's a very exciting time right now. It's clearly a little bit stressful for a lot of people in traditional businesses, but that also means there's some dynamic opportunities coming. 
That is so refreshing, uh, Justin, what you just shared. Uh, and, and I love how you, you group things, you group people together because you're right. If, if you're going through similar, well, it could be business pain or it could be growth. It could be challenges. And if someone sitting next to them had similar stat, there, there's some, some team learning there. There's some, you know, some built in commonality and teamwork in that framework. So that's brilliant. Uh, Justin, again, thank you for being on the podcast. You've dropped some great refreshing nuggets. Uh, on our listeners' lap here. I greatly appreciate it. Um, how can our listeners, I'm sure people want to pull over to the side of the road and make a note right here. How can our listeners get a hold of you? What's the best way for them to reach out? Well, look, I'll, I'll give you two links. I have one link that has five valuable resources that you can access for free. And I'll, I'll say it slowly so that my accent doesn't confuse anybody. It's uh, sociatap dot com forward slash justin cunningham i'll spell that s-o-c-i-a-t-a-p dot com forward slash j-u-s-t-i-n-c-u-n-n-i-n-g-h-a-m otherwise you can go to facebook and just type in justin cunningham online and you'll find me there that's fantastic that justin thank you so much for for being on the podcast and sharing your, your experience and wisdom with us today. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Ian. It was a pleasure. And thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins with Ian Selby.